I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> I am a fucking idiot. <laughs> Hey. Oh, hey. How's it going? This is Kevy. This is your host of your podcast. You're listening to Barely About Music, episode number 26. I'm still in Los Angeles, California. Man, I've had to listen to my voice a lot lately editing these podcasts, and sometimes I hate my voice. It sounds like this to me. Meh. It's like so nasal and ugh, it's weird. I think I think that's common. I remember hearing Tom York from Radiohead hates his own voice. Uh, he and I have so much in common. Um, anyway, I'm out here. I am. Uh, I'm doing some podcasts. I'm doing some co-writes. I'm doing f- of music songs. Uh, I'm catching up with friends. Still, a lot of people don't know I'm out here. And the fact that uh, they haven't hit me up is evidence that they do not listen to this podcast. And that is their right. Okay, that is their right. That is fine. That is fine with me. If they had a podcast, I wouldn't listen to it either. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I was just talking the other day about how um, uh, my band went to Japan on tour once, and and they took things so literally that I that we'd say like we were, we were there for a couple of weeks and at one point um, they asked us what we wanted to eat this this lady Karu she was like looking after us she was very sweet and uh, she was like what do you what do you guys want to eat and then someone in my band was like um, how about like kind of food we have at home like like Western food you know she went oh Western food and and then she she asked somebody. You know, she spoke in Japanese to this pers- this guy who also worked at the label. And then she said, okay. And then she took us in a cab to a restaurant that was cowboy themed. And that is very funny. That is the most literal shit that has ever happened. There was a goddamn tumbleweed by the front door. Uh, somebody got spaghetti. I don't know if that's like an old Western food, but uh, actually I guess it's more of like an Italian food, but... But that's pretty funny. It's a funny thing to eat in Japan. You know, there's all this interesting food and you get spaghetti and uh, meatballs. And uh, yeah, I was just thinking about that the other day. And um, and I, maybe it's because I am I'm wanting to go back. A friend of mine just went there and he was telling me that uh, he got a cup of noodles in 7-Eleven that is ranked among the top noodles that you can get even at restaurants in the world and he got it at 7-Eleven so he bought like six six of them and ate them at the airport anyway my guest today is very funny dude he's a stand-up comedian from Los Angeles uh he grew up in LA but he's from Iran he was born in Iran. He was he's on Mad TV. He was in the movie Argo, which won an Oscar. Uh, he's in a whole bunch of stuff. He's so funny. Uh, his name is Amir K. Uh, and uh, you should check him out. I'm trying to convince him to finish his album because it should be out so that you can listen to it. And I think we're figuring that out. So uh, without further fucking ado, Amir K. Hit it. Hello, my Hello. name is Amir K, and this is uh, Kevin, my buddy. Hi, I'm here too. Check. You don't have to be that close. I don't. I mean, it doesn't matter. Yeah, like singers use like, this in the studio because they yell right into it, right, so right. you can so be kind of really rough close. with them. Oh, cool. Yeah, 
this is a, this is what I use when I'm recording music. The same. Do you need mic. to tune these up any at all? Like I just said it to my voice. Pretty Check. Much. I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> I am a fucking idiot. <laughs> For the record, you're not a fucking idiot at all. But I am impressed with your setup. <laughs> I'm so impressed with your setup. Oh, thanks, man. How you, many you? How many podcasts you have? Three. We have 17 podcasts. You too 14 many. 14 have not been released and. <laughs> Three are coming out in fucking 2029. Can I do the uh, the music for all of them? You can, dude. That's fucking your bag, baby. <laughs> You're so good at that. Thanks, man. I'm. What's the one with Dino called? Dino's on the good foot. On the good foot. That's good. Yeah. I made a Beastie oh. Boys kind of song for that. That shit one. was dope, man. Yeah, I love that one. I really love that one. What? What do you? What's the other ones you have? There's one by yourself, which well, that you've one, just yeah, I named. I just named, and I uh, haven't started yet. But that one's gonna be called "In My Head" with Amir K. Right. Or, uh, you know, if we can figure it out. But I think that's the name. See, this is cool because we can discuss what kind of song I'm gonna make for it, and then people can hear this, and then hear the song when it comes out. Exactly. The whole process. The process. Uh, so, what kind of song do you want? I don't know, man. I was thinking a little hip hoppy, you know, okay. kind of a hip hop guy. Okay. And then. You just something exciting. Do you have you always been a hip hop guy? I have been. I grew up on it. Okay. So I kind of just the music I tend to listen to in the car. From Orange County. From Orange County, man. Was there any rap from Orange County that you liked? Uh, not. I don't know. I mean, there's some underground stuff that my friends would do. Yeah. And, like we would do some stuff, but like, um, there's not too many. You would do some stuff. You'd rap a little bit, like just like in high school and like stuff. like cipher and stuff. No, I mean we would record some stuff on a four track. Really? Yeah. Like, like a task amp. Huh? Is that why your setup's so good? You've been doing it for years. No way, man. I don't even know what this Dude, shit is. Your setup is so pro. Like I'm a per, like an audio producer, and this is way better than mine. That's so funny for my podcast. This is so great. You have a green screen, dude. Yeah, that's for just doing some video shit. Like, what if Dino wears that color shirt? He might. <laughs> Maybe Dino a hat. does sometimes wear some shit that will blend into the background. I see. <laughs> he gets colorful. Yeah. I, when I think of Orange County, the only, I mean, you're probably annoyed, like, tired of this, but I can only think of No Doubt as being a musical export from Orange County. Yeah, dude, they're from Anaheim. I can't think of any rap from, there's so really, weird because. No, Orange County, I don't think does, but like I said, they have, like, underground guys <clears throat> that, like, you wouldn't even hear of. Yeah. But I don't think there was anything that came out mainstream from OC, really. Okay. Like that, like, we just listened to, you know. Yeah. Whatever. I love Too Short when I was younger. Dude, I love Too Short. I, I love like all Wu the Tang. Oakland stuff. Yeah, I mean, I liked everything. So I like Tupac and shit and like, you know. Yeah. Um, Like from Brother Lynch to fucking, you know, Method Man and the whole Wu-Tang Clan. So good, man. I listened to this interview with Too Short where he was talking about how when he first started making cassettes, he would... He had it. He had it so he could dub one cassette at a time. So he got the beats, and he'd have the beats in one channel, and then he'd rap on the other one, and have to be the whole album would have to be one take. Yeah, yeah. And then he he made he made a tape, and then he went and showed it to his friends in 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 a car, uh -huh. and the guy was like, "How much for the tape?" And he was like, "Oh, like he didn't expect to sell it." And he's like, five dollars." And then so he sold it, and then another guy there was like. Well, I want one, one too, and he's like, "Okay, give me two hours." He had to go like make it oh, all make again. It. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking like one at a time. Yeah, and then drug dealers from his neighborhood were like, "Do a song about me," so he'd go make a custom song for that dude. No way. <laughs> That's kind of how you are now. I know, man. Make a song about me for my motherfucking <laughs> podcast. I want to do a Doogie song though. You should. You got to have Doogie in there. Or have a little elements to Doogie. I kind of feel like your artwork should have Doogie on it. Oh, for sure. For sure. It's a big part of the branding. I think. 
I agree. Man, how old is Doogie? Doogie's 13. Holy. Doogie, for all those people that don't know, is my wiener dog who I love. Such a good guy. Yeah, he's, he, you'll hear his like little, well, I guess you won't hear with these mics, but he'll be walking around with his little nails clipping on the floor. Right, because as I explained, these mics are very directional. <clears throat> are you going to, you're going to, you're talking about doing it like animated maybe. Well, yeah, for some of the stuff, if mm-hmm. I do some, you know, the prank call shit. And, dude, that'd be so good. Did you like Jerky Boys growing up? I loved them, dude. Like we used to listen to pass those tapes around. It was on tape, you know? How come that's not a thing? Dude. Everyone I, loved it. You know what's so funny is I think maybe people are so sensitive about, you know, calling and making fun of people or like fucking with people. I, I think it should come back because, yeah. I mean, look at podcasting. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Everyone's listening to this shit. Do I, mean, you know? I don't know about this one in particular. <laughs> I'm How dare you? I'm, no. I'm saying my episode. Okay. I have a very niche market. <laughs> Do you know, you know a lot of Canadian comedians for some reason. Do you know who Chris James is from Vancouver? I do. I didn't know Chris James. I always thought he was this other Chris James who really? he gets all the time because there's this, there's another comedian from the States called Chris James. So when I saw him on a lineup, I think we were at the mix and I'm like, what the fuck? Chris James is here. And then I was like waiting for Chris James to get there, but I was kicking it with Chris James the whole time. <laughs> he was just in the, and then we came to f- figure out it was him. He has uh, a YouTube show where he just prank calls uh, right wing political people. Uh huh. And Howard Stern's oh. been playing it. No way. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. And then Luke, there are these. I had him on this show, and he he would mess with this guy named I think his name's Jim Lockhart, who had his own YouTube show, and and uh, and it it started to become to snowball to the point that that guy's like kind of on board with it now and like hopes Chris James calls in and like no fucks with him. No way, that's fucking awesome. So weird. That's yeah. kind of cool though. <clears throat> I, I think that's like the greatest thing that could happen to you as a YouTuber is that Howard Stern is now playing your stuff. Yeah, that's a pretty cool endorsement there, right? Yeah. When you got Howard Sternito. <laughs> I gotta take a going picture on? of this. Here. Oh, I gotta take a picture of Doogie just came and sat on my lap, so. Okay. I wanted to get a picture of you guys hanging out. Man, that was so cool when you bought your mom that car. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, she was <laughs> so happy. Son. She was so happy, dude. She needed a new car, and it was about time. Man, that's yeah. like the dream if you're a mom, I think. Yeah, she was so happy, dude. She was like fucking crying and shit. It was kind of cool. That's that. To do that, be able to do that, you know. That's that Argo Mad TV money. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's actually a rental. It's uh, <laughs> it's already returned. That I get it, man, because I make Carly Rae Jepsen residuals, and I'm talking hundreds a year. <laughs> um, when you so what was your first ever piece of music you ever owned cassette or CD or record dude to be honest I think it was a Tone Loke tape no joke that's so cool it was Tone Loke it was a white tape and it was like Funky Cole Medina the single the single on cassette I think so dude I'm pretty sure that's so cool did you ever like dip into liking like alternative music at all um, I think my brother did you know he'd listen to some shit and then like but I never got into it big brother yeah, my older brother. Big brothers are the gateway to, to new music. Yeah, big brothers are the gateway for sure. What did he like? I don't know, like, well, fuck no effects, like really gutter mouth and shit like that. Or, I was like skate punk stuff. Yeah, skate punk stuff. Yeah, that's cool that but, you know about that. Like, I guess um, I guess it's pretty California. That's super California, like Sublime and shit yeah. like that from Long Beach. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I, like like I said, I was mainly a hip hop guy. I don't really know too much about. Yeah, I like a lot of music, but I don't um. Like different types of music, but yeah. I just don't know it, you know? Yeah. And I don't know if that's because I wasn't born here or some shit, but I just never also would really listen to lyrics. I would listen to like beats and yeah. the rhythms because I wouldn't. Yeah. I think my brain just worked that way. Even though it's what I 
do for a living, I'm kind of like that too. Like I'm like forgiving of lyrics and stuff like that. Yeah. But you were born in Iran. I was. Yeah. When did you move here? I came when I was five years old, dude. I came to, uh, we came to Southern California when I was five. Oh. Yeah, from Iran. Yeah, because of the war. That's so insane. And then do you, do you remember the, the sort of music vibes there? I don't at all. No, I, you know what's a trip though? One of my earliest memories is driving in a car with my dad. Yeah. And, uh, and he was singing the song as it was playing on the radio. Uh huh. It was a, it was a Persian song. And I was like, how the fuck does he know? The, how does he know the words? Really? Dude, I remember going, how the fuck do you know? Because I always thought like, oh, this is just coming from that yeah. one time, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like this is live, like coming through. Yeah. And then my dad knows this, this, this song. Like that's so crazy. Yeah. Does I, that make sense? It does like, make sense. I'm just trying to think of what kind of music from that time would have been global enough that maybe you would have heard it there and then moved here and continued hearing it. Well, when I was five, I don't really remember much of shit anyway, but yeah. I don't think that it would... I'm like sure I, there was stuff that like, if you yeah. older kids were listening to that, you know, you'd be like, like Metallica and stuff well, like that. Well, I was that, thinking but. Ace of Bass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, but I remember like my older cousins like had like Metallica and, you know, yeah. Zeppelin and shit. Does that kind of music, because it's funny because when I was a little kid, my mom liked Metallica. And uh -huh. so to me, that was old people music. Oh, Does really? that occur to you, like, yeah. like your older brother liked, like, maybe like Stone Double Pilots or something? He where did. You like, yeah, oh, that's, that's so like... funny. But that was like, not that it was old because we're only two years apart, so it wasn't like old yeah. people music to me. Yeah, but it, it can be like tainted for me that way. Like I could never really get into Pink Floyd because it still feels like old people music. To me. I got you. Yeah, the yeah. Wall was big too. That's my older cousins would lis listen to that. Really? Yeah. Did they do the thing where they synced it up with Wizard of Oz? <laughs> You know about that? I have no idea. What does that do? It's like you can sync up. I think it's, I think it's um, Dark Side of the Moon uh -huh. with Wizards of Oz. If you start them at the same time, they go together. No way. Yeah, that's so crazy. I don't know if that's on purpose or not. Yeah, but that was like such a like stoner thing to do in high school, and it works like perfectly. That's like there's insane. lyrics that describe what you're seeing. No stuff. way. Yeah. Well, so that must be then. Yeah. That, that they timed it like that or they did it on purpose, right, or no? That's so forward-thinking. There's that new show on Netflix. I, I forget what it's called. It's like House on Haunted Hill or something. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I watched a couple episodes did you? of that. Yeah. Did you see the secret ghosts they have in several frames of the show? No. Is that a thing to yeah. look for? Yeah, there's like, you can, every certain amount of minutes, there'll be like a ghost somewhere in the I love shit like that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, I like that too. When yeah. they When they like have little, little what do they call them? Goose eggs? <laughs> Little goose eggs. Easter eggs. Easter eggs. It's like in Fight Club, there's a- That's great, I call it <laughs> You know what I'm talking about. I do know what you're talking about. Little goose eggs. Dude, when I was uh, in, in my first band, there was, uh, we played a show, and this dude that was opening for us, he had two mannequins on stage. Uh -huh. And the show was not going well for anyone. And so I thought it'd be funny if I ran up and, and like headbutted one of the mannequins. and It was be styrofoam, so it would just fall apart. It was made of- pure wood oh and i God. gave myself a goose egg that's hilarious it, it, like i could literally like, not yeah i could see it i could see it happen it was oh, like, shit. like like cartoon <laughs> yeah and then a, a girl drew a happy face on it we should probably close that door huh i guess so i wonder if you can people don't like sirens i wonder if that picked up i mean this this is a good test drive i mean how many podcasts have you done this is here? the first one really dude this is the first one we're doing in here that's so special and i don't even know if anything's set up right <laughs> We'll probably listen to this and 
It's all garbage. I think it sounded great. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Doogie's in it already. You know best. It's pretty quiet in here, right? It's shockingly quiet. Except for Um, the fucking lawnmowers and shit going on outside. Sometimes I record music at home, and I'll be recording vocals, and the building next to mine is being renovated. Not the most pro setup. This is way more pro. I mean, you should feel good about this. Is this this pretty much all you need to record? Would you be able to record vocals? 100%. Yeah. Yeah. There are also these things that you can get that's like this stuff, but it's just like a little half circle that you can just put in front of your face. Yeah. How, how well does that work? It works really well, but I don't know that it's necessary. I mean, if you're, if like vocals in the mix of a song, you're not going to hear anything anyway. Right. And it's like, they always say like, it's like, you know, this, the police recorded Every breath you take on like the crappiest Radio Shack microphone. Yeah, you it's always the song. You always hear stories like that. What's like a crazy story like that that you'd be like shocked to hear? Yeah, so like that one. I mean, that's that's the biggest police song, and it was recorded on a microphone that's like fifty dollars. Um, and then there's like lots of lots of early funk stuff that they just had no budget. Or do you know who Phil Spector is? Of course, yeah. So he did. And he killed his wife. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and it's funny because he. Well, I guess it's not funny. Careful. It's. Interesting, because he, when he moved in with her, uh, he was showing her their mansion they're moving into, mm-hmm. and he was like, yeah, in the, in the basement is a, a gift for you, a surprise, and they went down there, and there was a gold-plated coffin. He's like, if you cheat on me, I'll kill you and bury you in this. He's, who, who, how did they figure that out? Uh, he, um, I don't remember. It was, it was he in must a, have told somebody. <laughs> before he killed what her, What a I fucking guess. weird way to <laughs> intro the house. I know. Yeah, but he, he like, there's a song that they say is the specific moment where he lost his mind because early on he had, he didn't have much money. So he started doing things where, like, normally when you're recording music, you'll do the drums and then the bass and then the guitar. He'd do it all at once. No way. And he'd use two microphones that would be in this thing called a reverb chamber. So it's like this long metallic corridor and the microphones would be in there and the musicians would all be facing it. And you play all at once. Yeah. And there was not, so it'd have to be a perfect take. Yeah. yeah, Including the singer. Wow, um, is it that, that's like pretty damn hard to do, right? It's, yeah, it's like unfair on if everybody. If one person fucks up, it just ruins the whole take. And he'd pull guns on people. But what this is the this is the thing is that because he was doing that out of necessity at first, it then became his sound. It was called the Phil Spector sound. Right. So like you know you know John Lennon would hire him to do that sound and Tina Turner and whoever, but he wanted to work with Ike and Tina uh, because when they were. When they were a group, that's what they were called. It wasn't Tina Turner yet. It was Ike and Tina. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to do a song with them, but he didn't want to work with Ike Turner. So he, um, thank you. <clears throat> so he paid Ike Turner $20,000 to not come to the studio so he could just do it. <laughs> and But he was still doing the Wall of Sound thing, but it was a song called River Deep Mountain High. And it's said to be the song that like broke his brain because he spent six months writing it and Holy six m- more months recording it. And then it was a, like a flop. It's such a good song, though. I don't know why it didn't work. I don't even know the song. I think you'd know it if you heard it. Did you ever see the like the biopic with Lawrence Fishburne and Angela Bassett? I did not. You should see it. It's really good. But um, like that scene in speci- is like the most iconic scene from the movie mm-hmm. is them doing it. But then he was like, he basically was just like, I don't understand why this didn't work. This is the best thing I've ever done. And this is the best piece of music ever. And then and so he lost his shit. Yeah, and he like it like bankrupted him. Uh, for a second but then he came back and he was like crazier and so he produced a Ramones album when did the hair go crazy well I think the hair was always crazy but I think he had like a white bowl cut back in the day which as I'm saying it I'm realizing is the craziest haircut a dude could have 100% (laughs) a bowl cut I had one as a kid really yeah yeah yeah. that was like the standard 
Because like your parents could do it for you? I think so. I think my mom would just throw a bowl on it. Seriously, just throw a bowl on there. Yeah. I remember mushroom cuts were big when I was a little kid. That's what I had, like a mushroom head cut. Really? Yeah. And then it became the step cut. It's called the step. <laughs> What's that? Did you guys have that in Canada? I don't know. A step where you fucking shave the side of your head. It's like, yeah, it's pretty much the, the mushroom head. Okay, so it's like it's gradual. Like, you, you know, no, you just shave the bottom kind of like you have and then the mm-hmm. top is longer. Okay. And then I did something, in, I think I was in seventh grade and my dad almost killed me. I did a step up, I called it, and it was where <laughs> I shaved the middle of my head. Cool. And then had like an old guy, you know, like- Like a like, cul-de-sac. Like a balding guy. Like yeah, Captain yeah. Picard. It was stupid. Yeah. And then I wore a hat when I came home and then- I think my brother took my hat off in front of my dad and he like was like, what the fuck is this? And they shaved my head. <laughs> Did yeah. you do it because it would be funny? Yeah, I thought it would be cool. I think I, I was taking like some pictures. I was in like some basketball team and we were taking like the team photos. <laughs> and I have that. That's I have a, that haircut in those pictures. That's awesome. The commitment. Yeah, man. I love that. I remember my my dad would threaten to like put his thumb on my head and shave around it. I didn't know that. It, what, I don't understand. What, what would that do? There'd just be a thumbprint of hair left, I guess. I mean, that's a weird threat. That's a weird ass threat. And you but an innovative haircut. Is that your real dad or your stepdad? My biological dad. Uh, yeah, yes. He's not around anymore. Shit, man. Yeah. Hear that. That's okay. That's okay. Um, what about uh, what about your? You told me your stepdad and your mom were bodybuilders. Yeah, I've never talked about that on here before. Well, here we go. Here we go. Um. Is That's got to be crazy. Yeah, that was unfair because I was just telling you it was unfair like get up because and do push-ups, you little son of a bitch. <laughs> no, it was more like like when I was a teenager, like or before that even, like I wanted McDonald's, and they'd be like, "No, that's well, disgusting." Yeah, that's, that's crazy how like you had a, such a different like, dude. If we were thirsty, we'd drink like a Coke. That's all I ever wanted. Yeah, I know. We'd like go just fucking down to the little, but we were Fuck. like. We just like go into the little, there's like this P.S. Colo, it's like a Ralph's brand and it's like a quarter. It's like Fago. Yeah, whatever. Is that what your brand would be? No, it's like what uh, is in Detroit that Insane Clown Posse like douses their crowds in because it's like 10 cents for a bottle. Woo, 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 woo. <laughs> These guys are fucking nuts. <laughs> I interviewed them once for a fashion no magazine and they sent me Christmas cards ever since. Hell yeah, dude. But anyway, so what? You, I can't believe your family like was was like... It's like shocking. Well, no, they didn't even care. I don't think my mom even fucking knew like what it was. They're like, oh, that's just like, that's a drink, you know? You yeah. just drink that. Oh. And then if you're thirsty, you have that. Man. And like no idea of sugar or fucking what's healthy or what's not. Like, that's so crazy to me. And like, if now, if I had kids, I would be like, dude, you fucking can't drink that yeah. shit. It's like putting gasoline in your body. Were you a heavy boy? I wasn't. No, I was always skinny, but like. You still are. I think a little skinny fat kid, you know? Yeah. What about your bro? Brother was in good shape. Yeah. Yeah. Did you play sports? I wrestled. Really? In high school, yeah. I mean, I did like basketball, like I was just saying, but then yeah. then like when I got into uh high school, yeah. I think wrestling and basketball was the same season and my brother wrestled and my dad was like, you know, yeah. like that's a big Iranian thing is to fucking wrestle. And really? Shit. And it was good. I I mean I really I I'm glad I did it because it taught me a lot of discipline and shit like that. Totally. Yeah. Do you still like like it? Uh, wrestling? Yeah. No, I mean, I could appreciate, like, you know, fighting and stuff because mm-hmm. there's elements of wrestling in it. Yeah. And I do, but it's, like, something that when I was done with it, I was over it, you know? Yeah. But I could just still watch it and be like, oh, I know everything that is going on. Yeah. And I, like I said, I think it helped me in life. Did you want to be pro at a certain point? Uh, I don't know if I wanted to be pro. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't even know if I enjoyed it that much, you know? Yeah. I was, like, in it for the whatever, like, yeah. physically and whatever it got me in good shape and. 
yeah shit like that but like you know I, I certainly wasn't good enough to be like wrestling in college and shit like that you know right when i was like 12 i thought i was going to be in the nba did you yeah well dude early on i used to like wake up at like fucking yeah. 4 a.m 5 a.m and then go go to school yeah and play with this kid ronnie we used to play every fucking day like he'd come and get me and we we're like we we're getting ready to go to the nba yeah me and i lived i went to an art school and lived in canada so my odds weren't very good that's so fun <laughs> Yeah, my buddy Ronnie was like fucking five feet tall. He was so short too. Really? He was like, you know, both of us. But he was really good. Like his handles were good, and I was like a great shooter, and I was pretty damn good too. But then it just that died in high school. Yeah, when I started playing music, I abandoned basketball completely. And yeah. it's funny because now, now that music's my job, I'm kind of back into it because it has nothing to do with my work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like just a like something I like. Mm -hmm. Dina told me you guys went to a Clippers game last year. Oh my god, bro, that was so fun. <laughs> so me and Dino, we fucking dude, we looked like crazy. We were so high. We were the high, we were high as a kite. We had these like insane seats, like floor seats. So jealous. But I, I think we both had sunglasses on. Dude. We looked, <laughs> and everyone's just watching us like, who the fuck are these guys? And we have no clue what's going on. We're just having the best time ever, dude. We we're just so fucking high and just eating all this like Free sushi and shit and the little... They have sushi courtside? Not courtside. Well, you can order shit, yeah, but that, it was just so fun. But You it guys was, didn't it care crazy. at all. No, because it's so funny. Like, everyone who sits in those fucking seats right by the courts, like, half the people, it's not their tickets. It's <laughs> no. like somebody gave them the seat, so they're looking to see who you are. Yeah. And, you know, and we were just like, we were just having so much fun. They were like, who are these fucking guys? The camera guys were like, who are these two blind guys <laughs> sitting courtside and why are they wearing these dark-ass sunglasses? They have to sit close so they can hear the action. Yeah, the man. only the only person at Clippers games that is recognizable in the crowd is Billy Crystal because he goes to every game and has since the 80s, which I respect because they've only been good at all in the last couple of years and they're not good again and he's still there. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's a that's a true fan, man. <laughs> Love that you guys went there. It was cool, yeah. <laughs> Dino's like, let's go. I'm like, cool. And we're not, you know. Yeah. I'm not a sports guy. Yeah. Um, He and I went and saw... Oh no, what's his name? He's a really, he's like an 88-year-old stand-up. I'm trying to remember his oh, name. Oh, Don Rickles? The, the the clean version of Don Rickles. And he's on um, uh, Big Bang Theory. I forget his name. He's an old white dude. Anyway, Dino and I went, went and saw him. We got free tickets. I gotta remember his name. Um, but we're the youngest people there by 30 years. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. In the crowd. And we walked in. It was in... It was in Richmond, Canada, which is just outside of Vancouver at a casino. I don't really know why you wanted to go in a way. Well, I guess it was a good show. I mean, it's cool to watch the old guys yeah. sometimes. Like, Yeah. But we walked in and the, the crowd laughed at us. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. And Dino was like, keep it down, young bloods. It's all these <laughs> like 80 year olds. It's good. Yeah. It's like a throwback thing to them, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Now I have to remember who that is. Yeah. That's so... Um, I didn't know you played basketball. Rich Little. Oh, <laughs> Rich Little. I was just thinking and it came out like that. But the, the guy I was thinking about in Vegas, like when, sorry to cut you off. No, do Whatever it. that was um, about basketball. But no, Rich Little. So I was just performing in, in Vegas. And you, they have a laugh factory inside the Tropicana. Oh, cool. And the guy that does the residency before that is Rich Little, who was like yeah. fucking, you know. I know his huge. name, but I don't know why. Well, he's a huge impressionist, and he would, he okay. would like, do all the roasts back in the day with, like, you know, with, like, fucking yeah. Dean uh, Martin Martin, and, you know, like... The Rat Pack. Yeah, the Rat Pack shit and all that stuff. And he was, like, 
like I guess one of Johnny Carson's favorite guys, and he was a guest host, and he would do impressions of him and yeah, all these like John Wayne and all these fucking oh, Ronald Reagan and yeah, all this shit. So he does the show, but it's like a time capsule. Like you go there, and like you were saying, mm -hmm. the youngest person there is like sixty eight, <laughs> and everyone's just dying at these impressions of Ronald Reagan and shit. But like you know, yeah, it's kind of cool to watch because he plays a video of a montage of all the roast shit he did, and you're like, yeah. holy shit, this guy's still doing it. Yeah. You know, and it's like he's been doing this shit for so long and he's got a residency there. That's what's cool about what you do as a comedian is you could you could really just do it forever. It's it's that's like true. totally people do cool. it until they're fucking dead. Like look that's at That's awesome. Carlin. Yeah. You know, like I mean Pryor was even doing it, you know. Like, he was he was doing it when he could barely walk. Yeah, it's so crazy. Did I you ever see it. him? I never got to meet him. No, man. I think, you know, he was gone way before my time that yeah. I started, but yeah, but uh, that would have been super cool to meet him. I was meeting one guy. He was doing the the Laugh Factory like right until the end. Yeah, and it's crazy. There are pictures of him there, like when he's just fucked up in a wheelchair and shit, like with the kids. Yeah. He was. I having... think Tiffany Haddish has like a picture with him. Really? Yeah, she always says like he he told her, and I always remember this because it's very true. He said to her like you know have fun up there because if you're not having fun then neither are they you know that's like, a good point fuck like i don't care what the hell you're doing unless yeah. you're having fun i try to remember that for it's like with anything on stage it's like yeah. if you're up there dude have a good time because yeah you know yeah are you looking at the levels i'm looking at the levels and it looks like they look good do they i yeah. guess if i got right i mean this it. if we're if it was bad these would be like pinned it'd be like a square yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i got you this is good podcasting right now great podcast what <laughs> happens if i get right up on the mic that's fine this is when I, because this is the same kind of microphone I sing into when I record. Yeah. I do get right up on it. Do you? Do you use the yeah. bigger, um, what do you call it? The bigger little foam thing? No, I use this one. You do? Yeah. This is good. This is like a standard punk band microphone in the studio. So you can yell into it? Yeah. And then it's also the radio one. Yeah. I always notice people have these. So I was just like, when I was looking at mics, I go, let me get these ones. Yeah. Because everyone's got them on podcasts and shit. And also the famous thing is what Thriller was recorded on this. That's right. Oh, going back to that. That was that was the opposite though. That was big budget and they still use microphones. I think up. that was I think um Eddie Van Halen played on that record. That's so cool when you're like you have that much of a budget that you can do stuff like that. That is pretty insane. Crazy. I mean it's so funny that like you know all this shit. Like I feel like I have no frame of reference <laughs> anything. You know, I called it a fucking goose egg. I like that though. I think that's the whole thing too. Like I'll make a little mistakes like that because I'm, you know, mm -hmm. I think subconsciously my like form born brain, mm -hmm. like, you know, makes funny little adjustments to shit that's normal. Yeah. That's yeah. like, like, is your, is your mom funny? Uh, I mean, she just says like random shit. Yeah. My mom is so funny. It's like we raised my mom basically because she was <laughs> like a kid, you know, she was like a kid when she came here. Yeah. You know, imagine being like 22 years old, moving to a new fucking country and then not knowing shit. So we're like learning as we go. Yeah. And then we're in school. So we're around like a lot of, you know, yeah. like American kids. And did you, did you, did like you have some kind of different accent when you're like a teenager? I mean, I would just adapt to whatever when I first moved here, you know, mm -hmm. so there was like Latino kids in our neighborhood or, you know, even Vietnamese because at that yeah. time. So just whoever I was hanging out with, you know, that's how you start to talk, you know, like <laughs> whatever it was. So, but I think that's again why I've talked about this a lot, but why I do a lot of different characters and shit yeah. in my act, and I and I'm able to do them. Yeah, is because my ear can hear and then re replicate the shit. Like, because that's how I learned how to speak English, pretty much. I love your voices, man. I love your DMV bit. Oh yeah, that's a fun one because it has a lot of 
Yeah. It's fun to do because yeah. it has a lot of different uh Yeah. Different of the that shit, you know, like different yeah. characters in it. Man. Yeah. That that show that uh last time I was in town I came to with you and Gavin and Dino on it. Oh yeah. It yeah. was so fun, man. That was a good time, it's, wasn't it's it? It's funny because I think I think like you said something to me after about like doing battle with that table. I didn't even notice that. Oh yeah, but it was cause <clears throat> there's a blind guy in the front. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, he was a blind dude, and he was in the fucking party. But it was like sometimes when that shit happens. But there was a few people in his group. I don't give a fuck if he's blind or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It's like don't have assholes in the group. Yeah, and if they are like being stupid, then you got to say something. You know? Yeah. Because they're they were there's this chick that kept fucking interrupting. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. So then I was just like, go in, and then you got to lean into it. If you're like going to make fun of something, you got to go hard. Yeah. And so I did. I think I was like, <laughs> you got the blind guy here. I was like, what? You, you didn't have to sit in the front. You could have sat him anywhere in the room. It would have sounded the same. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I don't know. But he was a good sport about, you know, yeah. like they were really cool. They came up afterwards and, you know, they had a good time. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's funny. That's the improv. Is that kind of like your home club? I would say so. Yeah, the improv. Um, I mean, I get a lot of love at the Laugh Factory and the improv, and yeah, uh, you know, so I tend to spend a lot of time there. What was your first club that you started to go to a lot? The Haha ha was my first club in North Hollywood. Okay, and that was yeah. They just gave me time. You know, it's a club that's you know, yeah, a place where a lot of guys go to start out or get you know even New York comics that can't get love at the bigger clubs. They'll go there to start. I think that's where Delia started. Delia started there too. When um, I mean, when I was just starting there he was like making the transition to come oh really i mean he was still at all the clubs but he would still come there and perform yeah and i think it was just about the time that he was stopped going there is it like an open mic or is it no it's a it's an actual club it's a really good club it's just you know it it's in the um in north hollywood so it's like not around the big three so if you're already playing yeah let's say the improv the comedy store and the laugh factory um you're not going to want to you know make you, you just already have your sets in town you yeah. won't make the drive up. Right. And then like their shows were like the weekend shows were the ones that like guys like that would do, you know, like they yeah. just book you on that. And it's still like that today. Like Thursday to Saturday is the shows that you want to do because they're going to be packed and yeah. And like the better comics or whatever. Okay. And then now you, you seem to do like you do, you do like warp tour and stuff. Like you did that ship, right? Yeah. Oh no, we did the warp. Yeah. That was when, when with Grant. So, um, we did, they tried to do comedy on warp Tour, and it just was so fucking horrible. I remember hearing about that, so, like, a lot of kids, you know, in high school and stuff would go yeah. to warp Tour, and I didn't even know, like, what it was. Like, we never did yeah. shit like that. Or, it was your brother's kind of music. It's, like, no effects and stuff. Yeah, 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 and that's so funny. On the cruise, they were there, no effects. Yeah. I'm like, holy shit, like, well, I, I didn't know these guys, but I know my brother had their, yeah. like, CDs and shit. Yeah. And then I'm, like, hanging out with them, you know, at the yeah. bar. I'm like, this is so crazy. Yeah. Uh, they were very cool guys. They There's are, a, lot of, yeah. a lot of people that were, and they're very talented, like even jam. And like, they were like, you can, as a performer, you can appreciate these things, like just mm-hmm. watching, you know? Yeah. Like no matter what the, the art form, the performance art is, For sure. it's like, you can just watch and go, holy shit. Like even on Warp Tour, yeah, I could see like the bands that were like, just trying to figure it out. And the guys that had the fucking confidence that were yeah. just rocking. And you're like, yeah, even though I'm not a big fan of that type of music, I'm like, these guys are talented and they're good. For sure. You know, so it's kind of cool to watch them. So on, on like, for instance, on that trip, were you performing, like, a couple times a day? Uh, no, on that trip, we only actually performed, like, I think we did two to four shows. I don't, I don't remember exactly. In how many days? In, like, the we were on there for, like, five days. But, like, you know, comedy wasn't every night. They just oh, had it, okay. like, it was mostly the bands were playing. And so they had us yeah. in the theater 
which yeah. was cool because Warp Tour, the actual Warp Tour, yeah, they had us in a tent that was like so fucked up because, you know, with comedy, there's a few things. It's one of those things that you need, like the room has to be conducive to comedy. You can't yeah. just have like, you know, fucking loud noises happen. You can't have a fucking punk band playing over there and like a, <laughs> yeah. then the army recruiter guy going, come sign up for the army, you know, like how they have over, that's how yeah. Warp Tour is. They got like tents of people yelling. Yeah. And, um, so there's a lot of distractions and mm -hmm. it was like 110 degrees and some of the fuck our tent melted oh. in fucking Arizona. Oh my God. You know, so the whole tent like came down on people. Yeah. But it just wasn't the greatest setup for comedy. So I don't think they did it again after that, but still they wanted to have comedy on the cruise yeah. when they did the warped cruise. And that was better for So it. they had Grant and I come back and it, we had a great time on there, but until Grant fucking crashed. His Shredded his knee up. Oh yeah, his knee went missing. I thought he'd never walk again. Oh. We rented, don't ever rent a scooter in fucking Cozumel, Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth. Remember then, because then he, that happened to him and I saw you right after. Mm -hmm. I came over. No, we all went to Dino's and then we were going to get into, or was it here with the hot tub? And then someone was like, Grant, you can't get in the hot tub because your knee's gross. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it was at Dino's. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, that was when he had, he had the fucking railroad tracks on. Oh, man. Yeah, you and I were just talking about how we can't. We can't hang with I can't stomach that, that shit, stuff. yeah. But yeah. imagine being him. I mean, he was a fucking trooper when it happened. Because we're like in a dirt road in the middle of nowhere. You he, saw it happen? Oh my God, dude. I was right right behind him. Oh. And then his knees just split open because he laid down a scooter on this like fucking gravelly dirt oh. road. So all this dirt and gravel and shit went into it. So I guess that's why he had to stay in Cozumel and get like a six-hour surgery. And like, you know, we had to leave. The fucking boat had to leave, but they had to... They, couldn't keep him on the boat. So he because, had to find his own way home, too. Well, he had to fly home. It was a fucked up trip for him. Oh, my God. I felt so bad, man. Um, and getting surgery, like, there? Well, I mean, there, that, that that's not the bad part because they have so many tourists. I, get, I guess there was, like, three or four other guys in the hospital that had been in wrecks. <laughs> Like that were from the it's boat. There was like wreck. another two guys on the bo on the boat that got fucked up in really scooter wreck because the scooters aren't like I rented some in Hawaii, mm -hmm. and that's the reason I was like, dude, we should probably you know mm -hmm. like do this so we can see the island or I mean the little area like all the beach areas and shit. We can go check it out. Yeah, and then they were like, cool, let's do it. And so, but they don't have the same like regulations or whatever. I don't even think like maintenance and shit like that. Like they would in Hawaii. Like they have like nice scooters and yeah, Cozumel just like some ramshackle shit. They'll just. Yeah, you know, have him check the brakes in years or something. I just remembered that I've ridden on a scooter with you before. You have. Where did we go? <laughs> we went from we went to Mel's Diner from Laugh Factory. Or no, from the store. And then remember that. And then we got to Mel's Diner. And then you almost sat with an Australian guy. And then you're like, oh, that would have been funny if I sat with you. And that guy was didn't like it i don't remember this dude it's so funny how my memory just sucks. i just have a weirdly good memory yeah yeah but you then, do but I, like you're i reminding me of this shit and i'm like <laughs> oh yeah yeah like people do that all the time i don't remember anything you Fuck. know you know what's funny though i noticed that some of my friends that i would assume would have would remember a lot of things because they don't drink or do smoke weed or anything have horrible memories yeah why is that what's your excuse i don't know but i think yeah well, if i drink and i have a fucking whatever i think i remember that more than <laughs> you know like yeah. i'm like oh yeah i remember that i was so fucked up and this happened but unless yeah. you're blackout drunk then you know i've only blacked out like three times one time i blacked out when i was at, uh in a music video with this rapper in canada named chaos uh -huh. and then i woke up later in my apartment i don't know how i got home but i i was living with a girlfriend at the time and she woke me up at like eight in the morning uh -huh. and i was shirtless 
and I was on my knees on the ground, but sleeping on the couch with the top half of my body. And I was holding my debit card. What the fuck? <laughs> and she was like, hey, are you going to come to bed? And I was like, leave me alone. And I don't remember saying that at all. Wow, dude. Yeah, it was a piece of shit, I guess. What were you setting up to do is what I want to know. I don't know. I don't know what shirtless debit card transaction I was planning on making. That's pretty insane, It's man. seven in the morning. But I also don't remember how I got home, and that's weird. And also, I remember that that rapper, Chaos, do you know that? Do you know who he is? I don't know. Maybe okay. if I heard some of his I think, songs. I think he's, I don't know that he's like um, big here. Um, but he, the video I remember was funny because there were so many people in it. Uh-huh. But in the video, I'm producing a song and he's rapping. And they shot that first. So then we were just done. And so and now you're just getting fucked up. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. hours, for like eight <laughs> hours. And then also in his apartment, he had like, he he like had like nothing except a PA system and like a picnic table and then just drinks. <laughs> <laughs> so what else is there to do but to get fucked yeah. up where you're naked with an ATM card in your hand? <laughs> I yeah. mean, what a setup. <laughs> I know this very room puts his whole apartment to shame. I just keep talking about it. Yeah, man. I figured I have a spare room. Yeah, because Grant... Why not? Grant's yeah, Grant not here used anymore. to live here. Grant... Just, he died from that injury. And he now died he from his injury, so now I have this room. No. <laughs> yeah, I used to sleep right there, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Grant. Were those cameras here when he did that? Oh, yeah. This whole setup was here, dude. He used to He's sleep in this He's a freak. I would the... only let him out once a week. <laughs> did he start with you, too? Well, Grant started a little bit before me, but he was an Orange County guy. Okay. So he stayed in Orange County, which is why we had like a weird little connection too, because we kind of grew up in, around the same area. Okay. But then he lived in Catalina Island for a while, which is a little island off of the coast here. Oh, really? You yeah. You get there with a ferry? Yeah. You get there with like a little Catalina flight cruiser, you know, when they talk about the Catalina wine mixer or whatever. Okay. <laughs> from fucking, you know, some songs and uh, yeah. old school, the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, That's, that's Catalina. It's like, 25 miles off the coast. Okay. Of, of like Long Beach. Okay. And did you know Dino from... Dino and I kind of started around the same time. I think he he had started, but he was he was like had a show in Orange County. Oh. And then I was up here at the HaHa, and that's where we met. So okay. we met at the HaHa, and he was like, hey man, come down and do my show. And then we started hanging out. Yeah. And we would just drive right off right off the bat. And um, yeah. then we just kind of like, then he moved to Canada, but we still kept in touch. He was like my ace. Yeah. And you've come to, and you, doesn't your brother live in Vancouver? He, they were going back and forth. I think they're more so in LA now. Okay. But his, yeah, his, his uh, wife, my sister-in-law is, is an actress and they shoot shit out there. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. You've, you've performed in Vancouver like a bunch of times. You did the yeah, Vogue, I didn't you? I, I did, yeah, I did the Vogue a few times and I've done uh, the Centennial Theater in North Van a few times. Okay. And the Mix, obviously. Yeah. But, yeah, I'd love, I even when we were starting out, like, Dino would set up a bunch of bar gigs for me or something to just make a little bit of money. So I'd get a flight there. Yeah. Kick it with him. We'd stay together and then I'd go and do, you know, whatever. He'd take me around and yeah. set up like, you know, you make 150 bucks here, then you make 200 there, you make 75 bucks there. He's a good friend. He's cool, man. He's like, yeah. he's like a loyal dude. And you know what he's really good for is checking in. Yeah. Like sometimes I'm bad for that. I never, dude, but we, we're the same. Like we won't. I mean, now more we do a lot more, but like mm -hmm. there'd be like a fucking six month stretch where maybe I wouldn't talk to D, but then like mm -hmm. when we get on the phone, we're like, oh, it's back to normal. Yeah, that's yeah. great. And he he really goes out of his way to like hook his friends up mm -hmm. with things that they appreciate. 
Yeah. That's the way to do it. I yeah. mean, that's, I think, from what I learned from the older guys in the game. Yeah. You know, you give you give some shit. You know, you don't expect anything in return. But just, yeah. just that, I think Bobby would always tell me that. He yeah. Would, he would always be like, dude, just, you know, hook people up and do whatever you can for your, you know, guys that you're coming up with. Yeah. You know, just, that's the best way to do it. He had that happen to him, I guess. And then he's like, I've heard stories about him, like, taking, like, Ari Shafir out for lunch when he had like no money and yeah, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. But I think Carlos Mencia bought him a car. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, yeah, yeah, he did do that. Like, what a life changing thing that would be if you're like broke, but someone buys you a car. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what's so cool about stand up is like, you know, I mean, it's cool and it's weird. It's like mm-hmm. you might be a newer comic and you make like fucking no money, and mm-hmm. then you're like on stage next is like Russell Peters, <laughs> and the dude's making <laughs> no. like you however much you know, mil- however many million a year. It's like. Yeah, but you're on the same stage and you're working at the same place. And then uh, and it's like, what the fuck? A new comic, a brand new guy might have to go after him. Also, oh yeah, I mean that's that's just standard. Like even last night, like you know, Bill Burr popped into the comedy store on like potluck, which is like the not the open mic, but it's like the yeah, you know, where everyone's working out their three minutes of newer shit. Yeah, Bill Burr comes in and does twenty. David Spade's there, and then Whoa. you know, people are going up after him. Yeah, but that's just part of the shit here. You know, it's like being yeah. in L.A. That's the cool part about it because you're immediately with the best guys yeah and that's when i started here i think that makes you get better faster and also like understand yeah how much fucking work you have to do totally you know you're like you could just be in a small town and be like oh dude i'm the greatest guy here yeah because you don't have you haven't been really tested or you, you don't really see what the fuck's going on you're not being challenged like you are here yes right yes yes the way i said that that yes. was a cool accent i don't know you what fucking motherfucker <laughs> you better believe it was a great accent <laughs> Did oh, you get to doogie. do Oh Doogie. Oh Doogie's in my lap. Did you get to do accents on Mad TV? Uh I did some characters, yeah. Like ones you'd prepared? Mm, I mean there were some. There were some I you know, I would like but mm-hmm. it was I don't know. I wish we could have done a little bit more on there. Yeah. But you know, that's neither here nor there. But it's so cool though. It was cool to be a part of that thing, man. Yeah. I mean, just because I grew up watching that shit. Yeah. And then like to be a on it and yeah. fucking and then working with these guys like Will Sasso and Bobby and totally. you know, all the guys would come back or Mo Collins. It was like, yeah. it was just so cool. Cause you got to, you know, yeah. it was like a little throwback to that time where I was growing up watching it. Bobby Lee was on Segura's podcast and uh-huh. they both said you were the funniest of the new guys. No way. Yeah. Oh, that was sweet. I didn't hear that. Yeah. Uh, Segura said that. Did he? It's like Amir's funny. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. I what, didn't know that. What a compliment. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. I love those guys because they it was cool, especially with Bobby because we were like a lot alike. Yeah, in a way that like you know he's real in his head yeah. about shit, and so am I. And then like you know when you're on set, yeah, they can't laugh like I'm used to in a comedy club. You know, like when yeah. you do something funny, like the camera crew can't fucking be laughing because there's <laughs> audio being recorded. Yeah, so um, like the sketches I'm talking about that aren't in front of the live studio audience. Yeah, obviously. yeah. And so, like, you don't know. You're like, fuck, was that good? Like, you know, like, we're, like, so insecure about, like, is that good? Or is it, did, I, did I do a better one? Or Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that was really tough. Yeah, I guess it's a strange thing to adjust to. And it's, to. like, not good to be like that and be on set, like, and be needy about that. You know, like, about needing that fucking thing. Yeah. But it just, you can't help it sometimes. I guess it's a strange thing to adjust to because stand-up, you're playing to the crowd and adjusting things to how they're reacting to Right, it. and then you can also read a room and be like, okay, cool. And and not that you change your act, but you just know mm-hmm. how to play a room, you know? Like, Did you have to choose your material different when you're doing the warp Tour shows? No. I mean, there was a lot of young kids, but mm-hmm. no, I purposely, like, for example, don't do colleges because I don't want to censor myself in a way that... Yeah. 
you know, kids are getting fucking booed off stage now, like yeah. getting taken. It's like, what the fuck? Because everyone's so sensitive. Yeah. And so I purposely don't do the colleges because of that. And and yeah. for that reason, when I went to Warped Tour, I was like, I'll just do whatever I'm going to do. Yeah, that's cool. And, you know, if they want to complain or whatever, I don't have to go do get these gigs again. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you never want to, like, be doing something because you have to do it. You for do sure. Because you, you want to. Kind of takes the magic out of it. And then people can tell, I think, if it seems desperate. Mm-hmm. I was talking to uh, Big J because he t- opened for Corn on tour, and he okay. said he'd be more offensive off the top oh, to yeah. get people to shut up. He'd pick on people. Sure. And so that, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, that's, those are tough gigs too, like opening for bands because they're <laughs> yeah. not there for you, motherfucker. They're like yeah. absolutely not there for you and they let you know it. Yeah. And so that's a really tough gig, man. I know yeah. some guys that have gone on the road for people and they're like, fucking get off stage, <laughs> you know? And, and it's like a rowdy, not sitting down crowd, you know? Like, yeah. again, another one of those setups that's not conducive to stand up. Yeah. Like we did the House of Blues one time. I was with Maz and Al Madrigal. Yeah. And like, you know, this was when I was, opening for Maz and then Al came with us down there because this was like maybe six, seven years ago, even longer. Yeah. And it was before our Daily Show and all that shit. Yeah. And so we're over there and, you know, we're having good talk and shit and we get up there and, um, Ma, our, you know, it's a predominantly like, you know, Persian and there's a mixed crowd, but a mm-hmm. lot of Persians there. Yeah. And then House of Blues there has like a bar upstairs that have like, all the seats are taken and then there's a bar upstairs in San Diego at the House of Blues and there's a, like about 300 people standing, Whoa. which could be brutal for a fucking stand-up. You know, yeah. you, want, you want people comfortable sitting, for listening, sure. paying attention. Yeah. And not not standing up right next to the bar. Yeah. So I go on, I'm doing my, I think I was hosting it, and I'm like, and then Al's supposed to middle, and then Maz is going to close it. And I go up there, and I'm doing my thing, and I'm fucking just getting by, barely, you know? Yeah. My bullshit jokes, and then I'm done. But they're listening, because at the top, I mentioned that I'm Iranian or something. Yeah. And then... Al goes on, and the first thing he says is, hey, guys, I'm Al, and I'm not Persian. <laughs> Dude, literally 300 people turn around and start dr- going to get a drink at the bar. And he's like, fuck. I was like, oh, my God, why did he say that? But, you know, he didn't give a fuck. He was just yeah. doing his thing. And it was so funny because we talked about it right after. I'm like, oh, my God. He's like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He said it, and it was just like immediately you saw, you know, like yeah, like I said, those 300 people upstairs just didn't. Like, they didn't even care. They were like, oh. fuck it. Well, we don't want to hear this. That's so rough. It is. But it's like, come on. That's that's part of, yeah. you know, when people came to see a headliner, it's th- their show anyway. Yeah. You got to understand that. <laughs> I mean, Al knew. He's a fucking pro. But it's like, it was just so funny that I saw yeah. immediately, like, how that could affect. Yeah. You know, like, how you open can affect anything. I guess so. And it's crazy, too, seeing someone who's famous but maybe they're not a stand-up, but the crowd will be like, give them a chance for a few minutes. Oh, yeah, it's a famous five. Yeah, they give <laughs> yeah. you that. They, they, I guess I've heard that expression before, but that's what we call it. Yeah. Where they're like, oh, my God, look at this guy. Like, yeah. he's fucking famous, like Jeremy Piven. Yeah. Like, he's been coming to you and you see with him. Yeah. Um, or, like, anybody that's fucking famous that, that people recognize. Yeah. I saw like, Chris Tucker do it. Yeah. Well, Chris Tucker, I mean, is a fucking comedian. But, yeah. I mean, maybe he took some time off, but. Yeah. There's guys that are straight up actors that just want to try to start to do stand up and they'll mm-hmm. go, like, Yeah. And then all of a sudden, after five minutes, they're like, You got to be funny. Oh, man. That's a lot of pressure if you're already famous and you're starting stand up. Yeah. I don't know. Like Charlie Murphy or something. Yeah. Because he had an open mic like in the public eye, pretty much. It's crazy. Like, you know, there's everyone's watching him and he's getting like, he's getting pretty decent spots. Yeah. 
So he's not working out like in a coffee shop with two people. He's doing yeah. it in front of like a full house at the improv or the comedy store. And his first tour was him headlining and it was the Maxim mm-hmm. Yeah, I think and like there's a couple guys. Rogan like was that. opening. Oh, wait, really? Isn't that crazy? And Chelsea Handler. Wow. That's so much pressure. And he'd never, he kind of just started. Yeah, but he was still a draw from the Chappelle show probably. Yeah. Right? That's so cool that Chappelle show made him mm-hmm. like, because, you know, he grew up in his brother's shadow and then he became a star in his own right. Right. Because of his storytelling abilities in his, like, late 40s. Yeah, and I think he so was cool. getting really good toward the... I didn't get a chance to see him too often. Yeah. But I think he was getting really good toward the end because, yeah. you know, if you it's stand-up is like that. If you're a decently funny person with a good work ethic, then you can get really good at it. Yeah, and his storytelling was so great, mm-hmm. so captivating. And he had good stories anyway. I'm going to put the mic next to Doogie's Please do. nose and see if we can hear his snoring. Oh, it will oh. come up. Sorry, guys. That's okay. Yeah. The Doogie Sleeping Podcast. <laughs> what about now that? You have a title. I think that's it, dude. Or he has his own title. Doogie, Doogie Sleeping. Doogie Doogie Sleeping. Is that a good podcast? I think so. I think so, dude. Doogie Sleeping. <laughs> oh, my baby. I think that's good, man. I think that's, that's How long have we been talking? I'm going to guess. Let's look. I'm going to guess it was What's like... It? 48 minutes. Really? 51 minutes. Oh, wow. That went by pretty quick. Yeah. That's good. I mean, there's that part where you're calling yourself an idiot at the beginning, and so that's like a little bit before the podcast actually started. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm a good. fucking idiot. <laughs> Isn't that fun to say? Oh, I just uh, don't agree with it. I feel like I was a little low energy. You, we got up there, though. Did we? Yeah, we did. I think we should record this at night when I'm hype. Okay, we'll do another one while I'm here, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh no I'm down dude I mean we could do another one I mean another day yeah yeah another day yeah. this is like early time for me this is good this is like my prime work hours is it I get up at like 8am now oh, I don't wow. know what happened I think I like it because I if I get because I get lots of emails every morning and uh-huh. so if I just handle them quickly and then I can feel like I can be creative without people bothering me yeah that's cool and that's part of the reason I came out to LA is because I just wanted to be able to just like do stuff like this without also now having to go to the mix and then also have to go over here and yeah. do this kind of stuff. I can just like kind of take my time with it. That's great. Yeah. Well, thanks for doing my show, man. Dude, I'm glad you're in LA, buddy. Me too, man. Like, I can't wait to hear the music. Let's, the fucking intros. I know. I'm actually really stoked with the one I made for your and Dino's podcast. Yeah, baby. Check it out, man. Check it out. On the good foot. On the good foot. And then in my head. In my head or Doogie sleeping. <laughs> Shh. Doogie sleeping. Shh. Doogie sleeping. That's the most relaxing podcast. Maybe that's one that you fall asleep to. Because I like falling asleep to podcasts. Dude, do you? Yeah. You can't do it. It depends. Like, Bill Burr, I can't because he's too high energy. Yeah, yeah. But Ari Shafir is, like, just talking. It's like, it's good. I don't know if it's a you have, like, weird Ari Shafir dreams? Yeah, I always dream about him. Maybe that's why. (laughs) I don't think it's related. All right, man. Thanks for doing my show. Dude, good talking to you, buddy. All right, buddy. Thank you. Get out of my house. Oh, hell yeah. Thank you for listening uh, to Barely About Music episode 26. Thank you to Amir K. Check out his stand-up. He's always going up in Los Angeles. And he tours a lot. He's actually in Edmonton, I think, uh, this week. He's in my country. He's in my city of birth. Was born there, moved away, didn't go back until my band toured there with Cancer Bats. And we played in a skate park. And I thought to myself, this isn't what I remember. It's way scarier. Anyway, there are good parts. 
hell of a mall. Thank you very much for listening. I will talk to you the following week. Enjoy yourselves, okay? Make good choices. Bye.